I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. It's, oh, it's I haven't seen that. And uh, Mark, I regret to say that Mark Popham is the man who went up a hill and came down a mountain and then went directly to work. So he is not recording with me today, but instead I have with me guest host, co-host, yeah, that stuff, Alice Lee. Hi. Hello. Hello. Who is writer and editor and podcaster herself and one of my favorite people. And I'm like, I've been so excited all week that we're going to talk. I'm so so happy to be here. Yeah. It's so much easier to be a podcast guest than to be a podcast I know. I got to do it myself a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I just have to talk and then I don't have to do any work afterwards. (laughs) It's, It's the best. So more people should have me on their podcast. I agree. And uh, what's and what's the name of your podcast? My, my podcast is called Girlfriend Mode. It's uh, I, I and Lindsay Pavlis, who you may know from the Maximum Fun Network. We talk about video games, what video games we play, what, what, what we're looking forward to. It's supposed to be once a month, but lately it's been once every two months. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I will confess to you, I haven't listened to it. I haven't okay. heard that. But it's mostly because I've been so angry. I was so angry at video games for so long. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, no, I've played all these cool, like indie games and I'm, I'm back in it I'm and you know made friends with some people who were yeah. indie devs and I'm like yeah I'm back in it and uh, you know just in time for <laughs> everything to become literally the worst and I'm like well yeah. damn it I'm back but let's let's not talk about that I want to normally I ask you know the guests something that I haven't seen or, or they haven't sure. seen well I mean I could ask you what's a thing I haven't seen <laughs> Uh, but last night, it was last night or the night before, you were doing uh, the hashtag Sports Night 2014. Oh yes, 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 that's true. And I um, can I can confess, I have that's the only Sorkin show I've seen. I've never seen The West Wing. Okay. I've never seen. Uh, well, very few people saw Studio 60. Yes. And I definitely haven't seen The Newsroom. Uh huh. So I have I have no Sorkin experience other okay. than watching uh, Sports Night. Have you seen any of the movies? And I, I'll, give, I'll give you some names. Um, a Few Good Men, The American President, um, Charlie Wilson's War, The Social Network. Oh, I turned off The Social Network halfway through. Ooh. And I can tell you it was the exact moment that I was like, this movie is too stupid for me to watch. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, the whole thing, I was like, I don't think Aaron Sorkin has ever used a computer. <laughs> like, I'm not sure he's, he really knows what they are. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, and you know, great people are in that movie and like great performances, yeah. but I'm like, oh my God. And the part when I was like, I can't watch this anymore. It was when uh, Justin Timberlake is, he's just been like sexing some girl. <laughs> and in order to get her attention, get her like, he's, you know, he's like in the shower or she's in the shower mm-hmm. and he wants her to come and he says, there's a snake in here, Amy. <laughs> and I was like, What? How is that? Oh, I was so I was so uh, excited. My pop filter fell forward and hit me in the teeth. Oh no! I'm okay. I'm okay. There's a snake in here, and it knocked over my filter. <laughs> um, but I'm like, how is this a man who has won multiple awards for writing, and you have written "There's a snake in here, Amy," and then that's something a woman responded to. <laughs> 
I in I will say one thing in defense of that movie. The in the first like ten minutes when um Jesse Eisenberg is like nerding it up about like computer shit, the all all of the stuff he says when he's describing what he's gonna do to build Facebook, like on the on the uh, Harvard network or whatever, that's all actual computer shit. Like it's all the sorts of things you would actually have to do to do to build that kind of website. And I was I was, I was as a like a internet software nerd that's the sort of thing that was like oh well you you actually talk to a nerd and figure out the right like techno babble for him to say so yeah i i remember that i was like that sounds kind of like it checks out but at the same uh-huh. time it was just like just the whole like we could uh, yes so he, he's so, never we can agree that he's he's never seen a computer right no exactly <laughs> he hates computers he hates the internet he hates people who disagree with him when was I'm, sports I'm a, night on like, when or what when it was on about 2000, 1999, 2000 on ABC. Yeah, because um, I watched it when it was in on Comedy Central and all the reruns. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I watched, uh, like, I, don't, I think I watched all of it. And I definitely read fan fiction. <laughs> it's it's good. Like, it, having Sports Night be the only Aaron Sorkin show you've seen is a, is a good position to have. Um because because it just gets progressively worse as time goes on, and I am I am an Aaron Sorkin apologist basically at this point. But know, like, I'm I, not gonna. I know a lot so, of people are. Yeah, I'm not gonna defend especially the later material. Like I, I I've only watched the first half of the first season of the newsroom because I couldn't handle it. But I I did enjoy Studio 60, even though it's universally regarded as the worst show ever. And it seems like something that would be that'd be really interesting to go back and like, especially like I know that a lot of people lately have been doing stuff like I'm watching the Gilmore Girls for the first yep. time in 2014, mm-hmm. and I've never watched. I've, that's a thing I haven't seen. Is the Gilmore Girls? I haven't seen the Gilmore Girls either, and I'm very excited to actually watch it in theory. Like I'm also <laughs> I, I haven't seen most of Buffy, and I'm, oh. I've, been, I've been I've been doing that, um, but that's a little slow going because I find it a little ridiculous and very 90s. Because uh, it's so, especially that first season. Yeah, it's so it's something like I think it started in like 96, but just the fashions of it. I I remember when I was Uh watching it, uh, there was a time in college when that was like the summer project I did with my friend Steven (laughs) is we watched all of Buffy and this was in 2002. So Mm -hmm. when we hit like season five, it was like, okay, there are no more DVDs. We got to get creative. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's like, well, we want to. We can't just watch them on a laptop downloaded because that's dumb, and, and just our dumb future. <laughs> so, like, it was my friend like finding VHS tapes on eBay. Oh my god! <laughs> so we could watch all of uh, season five and six, and it was like right, like we were watching it right after, maybe right, at, right at season, like while season six. Because I started watching Buffy, um, which is the. I, I started watching it at the season where she dies the second time. So uh, space spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone knows. Um, she died a lot. You know, it's in a song. Um, but so that was like, and I know. Uh, I think it was the dawn season. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm just talking yeah. nonsense. But when people have have talked about Buffy, they've been like, oh yeah, I really liked the first three seasons. Mo- I like those more than the latter ones. And I was like, I started at the latter ones when. You know, it's all you've graduated high school and you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I was watching it when I was in college and when I had just graduated college. And I was like, oh, boy, this makes sense. Yeah, I, the first episode I watched was the musical. <laughs> I, was, I was friends with someone who was really into it. 
in high school, and she insisted that I watch the musical episode. And I'd never seen it before, and I was very confused. But it was fun. Yeah, a lot of people, and this is a thing that happens, I think, with a lot of Joss Whedon stuff in general, is that people are so excited, and they really want you to like it. And they're like, oh, watch this musical. It's the most amazing thing. And you're like, I have no context for what any of this means. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice. It's, it's yeah. you know, It's a bunch of people who mostly aren't trained singers. Uh-huh. So great. So then that's oh, oh and I I'm a Joss Whedon apologist. That's that's my mm. problem. Okay. <clears throat> to a certain extent. At this point I'm just like god, let's just shut up about Firefly. <laughs> just shut up about Firefly. It was it's okay. It's it was good at the time. Yeah. I don't really so, want to go back and re-examine it. So I'm obsessed with this idea because I think Firefly had the the good fortune of being canceled like when it did so that it didn't oh, yeah. screw up like like a lot of his other shows and a lot of most other shows do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, ha- it had the good fortune to not live long enough to to turn into a villain. Um, but I was obsessed watching the first season of Buffy. Like, if Buffy had been canceled after one season and it became a cult show, all of the little things that would have that people would that people said like as asides would turn into like T-shirt memes and oh stuff. Oh my god, that's a and nightmare. I, and I really love. I really enjoy, got into in like examining shows and stuff with that lens, like. If the first season of the Golden Girls had only been the one season. <laughs> oh my god, the T Fury Golden Girls <laughs> catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, I can't even I don't I can't even think of any Golden Girls catchphrases and that's it. Is Golden Girls available streaming anywhere? That needs to happen. I don't know. That that seems like a national emergency if it isn't. Yeah, we need Golden Girls. I think well, I think Wings just came off of Netflix. <laughs> I know due to the the person who followed me. Yeah. Which I, I, I've spoken on here before, who he found some mention I made of Wings like <laughs> a year ago and he followed me. And then we had a very like, I, I did not, I was not a jerk to this person. We just had a civil conversation about Wings and he still follows me and he only tweets about Wings and Crystal Bernard and other <laughs> actors from Wings. And I'm like, I love you. I love your dedication to Wings because I definitely watched a lot of Wings when homesick from school because <laughs> that's the best, like, I think that's the only time. To watch Wings, it's like it was like Supermarket Sweep uh-huh. and uh, Shop to the Drop, and then an hour of Wings. <laughs> was this on Lifetime? I think so. Yeah. Lifetime or maybe USA. Oh, USA. You know, you're right. Yeah. Um, hey, if you want Stephen, your Stephen Weber fix, he's super campy in Studio 60. <gasps> oh my God. Oh, that's uh, here's a, here's a uh, have you seen have you seen Jeffrey? Jeffrey. I don't even know what that is. That is a um, that is an early '90s. It's a it's a comedy about HIV, and it's and Stephen Weber is in it, and uh, and Patrick Stewart. And, oh my god! And and it's it's about it's and he, Jeffrey. He's playing he's playing Jeffrey, who's a gay man, and it's in the like great fear. It's like in the you know early '90s. Everyone is wearing you know condoms for eye patches, and everyone is. <laughs> super freaked out about AIDS and he's yeah. and he like and he's like I'm never having sex again because I'm afraid of everything I'm just never having sex ever again I'm going completely celibate <laughs> and then he meets this super hot guy and it turns out he's HIV positive and it's all this stuff and Patrick Stewart in it is is just wonderfully flaming and it's it's something I watched <laughs> a bunch and it's oh god it is the perfect 90s capsule oh, oh man I haven't seen that but I really want to now yeah and there's some and there's definitely some things in there that I'm like mm that's dated or you know that's uh-huh. not good but <gasps> patrick stewart is just beautiful in it <laughs> so so and that's and that's an, a great steven weber jam and that was i'm sure his his big like oh yeah i'll, I'll show everyone that i have range i can play <laughs> a homosexual 
Was it his? It was. Was it his awards bait? Basically. Oh no! It's completely goofy comedy. Oh no! Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a a lambda award or something. It's like it's like Philadelphia, but with jokes. Yes, I, I think it was the same year actually. <laughs> I was, I was like 11, like 11 or 12 when Philadelphia came out, and I saw it in the theater. And just, really? I, by myself? I was a weird kid. <laughs> we had this, um, yeah, we had this one theater in Nashville. Um, what's it called? The, the Bell Court. That's where they do, like, all of the Mystery Science Theater, the live shows mm, these days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, at the Bell Court. And it, it showed all of, like, the indie movies and all of the all of the various, you know, gay movies. And mm-hmm. that would be, you know, my mom taking me to go see Wigstock and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert when I was, like, 11 or 12. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Mom. I guess she... But then we went to go see Philadelphia. <laughs> and I just cried the whole time. I think I saw it twice in the theater. What's oh my, my problem? <laughs> this explains a lot. And then I've never watched it since. That's probably safe. Yeah, we don't we don't need any more. Um, it's no longer the early '90s. This is true. Thank God. Thank God. But uh, anyway, Sorkin. Yeah. So. What do you want to know? I I can tell you anything. I want to know about the West Wing. Like. Okay. How weird would it be to watch the West Wing now? It's, it's a little weird, but not too weird. It's it holds up, I think. Um. The the key thing is that the West Wing was a great show that ran for four seasons, and then they made four seasons of another show that is not the West Wing. Because <laughs> when was because that was like during the the Bush years. That was the that was every liberal's fantasy. I think it's escapism. actually I I think it started. You know, no, no, you're you're right. It started right around the time that Bush got into office because I think it started in 2000. And yeah, no, it's it's a, it's basically liberal fantasy, and it's like. The, the the key thing with all of Aaron Sarkin's shows is that the people in it are super idealistic and super smart, and they think that they're saving the world <laughs> with, good, with good content versus all of the shitty content that is pushing in on all sides. And it makes some sense in Sports Night because they're like like a third-rated show, and they're trying hard, and they're trying hard by being good instead of, you know, like the alternative, have you tried being good? <laughs> compared to everyone else. And, and and it made the most sense in the West Wing because they're in the White House and they're trying to run the country and stuff. Like, But then when you get to some of the other shows like Studio 60, you can't save the world with, with an SNL-like show, especially if the sketches <laughs> aren't aren't particularly funny. But but I love... I love the idealism of it. Like I get, I I love the idea that these all these like super smart people are working together, and they all have their individual strengths, and it comes together to form this thing that that does positive in the world. Like that's that's the the, the thing that really hooks me about a lot of his work, and and why I can't like especially the the cynicism that comes in a lot later mm-hmm. um, as 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 like late period Sarkin. I'm not I'm not so much into that, but at the same time, I can still see the even in the newsroom, I can still see the. Um, I get that like thrill up my leg when um they're talking about about how they're gonna do good things and stuff. I get excited. All right, all right. You're making me. Yeah. You're you're making me you know get a different different uh-huh. view a little. Let, let me think what else. So there's um there's Bradley Whitford who is just amazing. Well, yeah. Um, Have you seen um oh to to make the Joss Whedon tie in um Cabin in the Woods? I have not seen Cabin in the oh Woods. Oh my god, he's he's in it and he is so good in it. Huh? He is like. I believe it. Maybe the best thing in it. Oh, so good. Yeah, so if you like him, you need to watch this show. That's that's one. Um, no, just the... Especially the first two seasons are just super strong and just super tight. 
and and, there, and there's all this all these different pieces going on um, at the same time. Rob Lowe's there. He's he's pretty good. Um, now, is there a laugh track? Because I'm not watching it unless there's a laugh track. Oh, there is no laugh track. <laughs> it, this is a one-hour serious drama. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Make it a joke. I'll cue in the laugh track right there when I'm editing this. <laughs> I haven't seen that. It was recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> oh, we can dream. It can just be us like awkwardly staring at each other. Did you ever watch Whitney when it was on? No, I didn't. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Whitney was that at the very beginning, it was uh, Whitney Whitney Cummings would say, Whitney is performed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, deal with that. Because she knew that if you have a sitcom on NBC these days, it's cool to be a single camera sitcom, and she was multi-camera. And she was basically just taunting all the haters, and I loved that, even though (laughs) the show was terrible. like I I enjoyed the fact that she, she was aware of that and chose to say it in every episode. Yeah, that was a show that I was just like, oh, I want this show to go off, to go away as soon as possible. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I hate these headlines. Yeah. <sighs> and and all the, there were like weird bus ads around, uh-huh. around New York around the time. Just about what a mess Whitney is. And I'm like, I know. You don't <laughs> have to put up an ad. <laughs> oh, God, that would be terrible. Yeah. But that would, I, nah, I feel like that's been done for, for viral marketing kind of things where somebody has like, oh, there was something that's like, I know you cheated, Dave, and someone put up a big billboard and it turned out to be viral marketing. But I would I yeah. would like to just like buy some small amount of ad space like in the New York City subways that's just actually maybe, you know, make it, a, make it a positive thing. Like, hey, hey, Samantha, you did a nice job today. Just have a different, <laughs> and it's not advertising anything. It's just random nice like pick random names just kind of like yep. the share a coke with names uh-huh. and just put nice messages but like hey nice shoes david <laughs> you're 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 you did a good job today aisha just put the just plaster the subway system with that and definitely everyone would not trust it and be super <laughs> suspicious you could you could do them as positive as like sort of hopeful messages like um, Steve, it'll be okay tomorrow. Yeah. And Steve will see that on a bad day, and he and and he will and it will pierce his heart. Even if he is like that's probably advertising <laughs> in uh, Hennessy, uh, but you know what? My name is Steve, and maybe it will be better tomorrow, especially if I go buy some Hennessy. <laughs> So I, I live in Los Angeles, and I don't know if this is true in New York, but it, since I've moved here, I've noticed a lot of billboards that I can't actually tell what they're advertising. Like, they'll just say things like, focus. And there's no, like, logo or anything. Yeah, I I don't get, I don't see many billboards in town, because I'm not in the, yeah. often in the areas of town with billboards, but sometimes on the, did you, uh, there, there were, on the subways, there were ads for Venmo. Did you get that out? No. And uh, by the way, I just realized this is our first uh, bi-coastal oh, episode. Congratulations! I think the I think the only other guest we've had in another uh, time zone was my brother, who's in Central Time. Who, which, who mm. even cares? Central Time. <laughs> I grew up in Central Time, which just means I still think all show like primetime TV should start at seven and the news should be on at ten. Me too. I I grew up in Central Time as well, and I'm always confused by like why are people staying up till eleven to watch the news? That's ridiculous. I I know how like you got like Letterman coming on at eleven thirty. You should be in bed. This is why everyone on the coasts are so weird and uh, it's just it's just not right. Yeah. It's Obama's America. <laughs> Could blame him. I actually I actually have a I I remember when I first like realized the time zone difference, like 
for television shows. Mm-hmm. And it was because there was a Saved by the Bell special that was airing in prime mm-hmm. time. And it was, and they said it was going to be on at eight seven central. And I didn't understand that that meant it was like. And I turned it on. I turned the television on at eight oh, and no. cut the end of it. And I was like, "What? No!" But it said. And then that's how I learned the harsh lesson about um, time zones yeah. when it comes to television programming. <laughs> but now it doesn't matter. This Hooray. is true. No one watches TV when it's on. That's Especially me. True. My TV doesn't even do TV. Yeah, I've never been able to get. Uh, a signal like a like an antenna signal to ever work on a TV, and I've lived in multiple states and, and tried it in multiple times. I actually, I have actually been thinking about. I'm like going to be the opposite of the cord cutter. I'm like, I now watch enough shows that I should just get cable. Uh huh. And you know, not have to worry about it. Oh, it's going to be streaming here, or I'll you know yeah. buy a season pass. I'm like, no, I'll just record it on a DVR. Like a goddamn American. <laughs> My problem, my problem is that if, t- if television is available, I will sit and watch it nonstop. And so, like right now, the only time I ever watch TV, like 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 whenever, like the traditional sense of watching TV is when I'm in a hotel, and I will just watch hours oh, of it because so it's there. For me, the only time is like on a plane. Mm. <clears throat> the only time I ever there was a time I was flying, um, well, uh, uh, to San Francisco, and mm-hmm. that was when I saw the show. I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! I haven't seen that, but I've, I've heard such good things. <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like, and they, they've showed like three episodes of it, and, and that, that like a plane is the place where you watch the worst, weirdest yep. things, because you're like, mm-hmm. you're kind of, like the oxygen isn't quite right, and you're dehydrated, <laughs> and you're trapped, and you're like, well, this seems like a good idea. I'll and watch. it's on a tiny screen, and you have to focus really hard <laughs> on it. And you don't want to look at it, you know, it's like, whatever, there's a person next to me I would like to not be involved with. I'm just going to watch. Oh, and I remember there was um, one episode I watched. It was a girl who she didn't know she was pregnant until she was having a baby. And then it happened again. What? She, she twice didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, how? I'd be on super alert after the first time. Yeah. I'd be like, we're, it's like we're going to use every method of birth control possible. <laughs> Because of that time, I suddenly had a baby. <laughs> Which is like, like I have literally had that nightmare. The suddenly having a baby. <laughs> so, I'm, so of course I was watching it while on a on a plane. Mm-hmm. Not afraid of planes, but unless I was suddenly having a baby on a plane. Oh no. Oh, no. Babies on a plane. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't get mad at babies on planes. I don't. I don't either, but I also do tend to get seated next to them, which is, which is just a bummer for me, mostly. Yeah. Oh, there was a time I was on a red eye flight next to like two toe-headed five-year-olds, and I'm like, oh no, I just want to go to the bathroom, and they were sleeping children. And that's when I learned stop taking red eye flights. <laughs> I always think, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be easy. Like no one takes the red eye flight, right? No, everyone does. Yeah. Because it's cheaper, and we've all tricked ourselves into thinking it's a good idea. Well, and just the nature of the airline industry is every flight is now full just because Ugh. there aren't enough flights. So, yeah. Someday I'll buy the airline. <laughs> like, what's his face in that movie? Inception! There oh, we go. Yes. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Oh, oh Inception. I, I'm also an Inception apologist. That's something, like, I think it's perfectly fine. I have, yeah, it's it's fine. I, I have mean, this. I have this tendency to assume that the things I like are the things that everyone hates, oh. because it's sometimes true, and sometimes it just seems really true. I've like, I, yeah, I've had that 
it tends to be like it turns out that the characters that are my favorite are the ones that everyone hates i'm like mm. oh no like see now i want to have you watch the west wing and 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 see which characters you like because oh no <laughs> well i i've talked about this before on the show but it's because i always like i like the xanders i like Ugh. yeah see <laughs> i think you were one of the people who made me realize oh no ever does everyone hate xander oh no. i just I just don't. I, I have no time for his bullshit. Well, he is. It's, it's he 2014, is a, and no. He is a a turd in the first couple seasons, uh-huh. or maybe always. I still love him though. He's yeah. The, I, I love the Zeppos. I always <laughs> love a Zeppo. I'm just. I'm just so ready for Willow to become a lesbian. Like I. I can't wait. It's uh. What season are you in? I'm still in season two. Ah, uh, it's got a while yet. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I, Oz, I, I, Oz is cute. Yeah, the the show does Buffy does this weird thing where they introduce characters and they don't tell you why, and you're just supposed to care about them. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand why Cordelia was in the show, except that she would show up and yell at everyone every every few episodes, and then she sort of became more a part of the gang. And then yeah. now now Oz has shown up, and I know like stuff's gonna happen with him, but it's just like it's like all of a sudden Seth Green is in the show, and he's just like he has lines, and they don't really explain why, and then he runs into Willow a couple times. It's like they 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 do the opposite thing of like introducing this the character and having them explain why they're there in their first sentence like you see in like comedy pilots and stuff like <laughs> hello hello my boyfriend mark or hello hello my cousin my my girl cousin whitney um like they don't do that they just like they just put the character there and it's just like okay you know figure it out <laughs> i i was going to make some defense i'm like maybe that's isn't that is that how it worked in high school but i can't remember <laughs> what high school was like in terms of people just showing up and being your friend probably not that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like high school i think it was, it sounds it was like, harder that sounds like high school on tv maybe true i think i remember high school on tv better than i remember actual high school i think that's true for most people <laughs> this is i like for a long i i was really happy to find out that like people actually did have like because i was like does anyone actually for real have the prom in the gym because uh-huh. in all the schools in in my area like everybody rented like a, a, like a hotel or something yeah yeah a hotel ballroom or whatever but i like this is i posted on live journal this is how long ago i had this question i was like is anybody for real and, and a bunch of people were like yes yes we did have dances in the gym <laughs> and i'm like well good thank god otherwise all movies and tv had lied to me and i can't stand that that would be yeah, a terrible thought. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like all of the the things that only happen on TV <laughs> or in movies that 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 we consider tropes, but never actually happen in real life. Oh, like what? You got one? Yeah. So the idea the idea that um, two people who are getting married get to the altar and then one of them runs away. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. I think if that has happened, it's only happened because people have seen it in movies. Right. But it, but it, I feel like it happens in movies a lot. Like, or it happens on TV shows a lot. Like in, it happened in the was it season two of the New Girl, the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah, I haven't seen uh, that yet. But. Oh, it's it's surprisingly good, and you wouldn't believe it from the first half of the first season. Yeah, that's what everyone says is that it's it seems to be um, some sort of uh, well, everybody everybody who's hated on it, it's like oh, it's because you hate women and fem- femininity. It's no, like, that's not that's that's not true. They they wrote Zoe Deschanel a very unlikable character that played up all the things that everyone doesn't like about her, and then they to, they toned that down and they they figured out how to write the three dudes and it it turns into a, a great show. But yeah, um, everybody said it's great. Uh-huh. At the end of the at the end of the second season, um, 
um, Zoe's Zoe Jess Zoe's character Jess's friend um, Hannah, who's a who's a model and she's Indian. Um, she's marrying a she's marrying a, she's basically has an arranged marriage to another to an Indian guy. And while they're at the altar, they both realize they don't want to do it. And then um, the 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 guy in the in the wedding the the the, the groom his ex girlfriend shows up and she's played by Taylor Swift. And they run off together happily. Sure. <laughs> uh, whenever I see that, I'm like, guys, weddings are so expensive. Yeah. And they involve so much planning. If uh-huh. you're if you're not it's... sure about it, you. I mean, there's so much freaking out that goes on beforehand. Yeah, and people probably fly flew in to the wedding, and oh, like... they will they will sue you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you to small claims court. Unless you still have the reception. That's true. That's true. You could still have the reception. And then, yeah, and then everybody's like, oh, okay, well, now we'll have a party that you're not doing something that would make you both miserable. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> I've kind of wanted to have, like, because I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I will ever get married or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I would like to have a giant party where everyone has to say nice things about me. <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, I mean, like, let's have, a, you know, the reverse roast. Yeah. Hey. Which, I have a suggestion for you, but yes, have a going away party. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, if it someday, someday, yeah. someday I'll get to have one. I'll get to leave, and I'll probably yeah. do it at the same place where we had your going away party. <sighs> oh. We don't. We don't say. We don't say place names on this show, do we? Oh no, uh, Union Union Hall. Is that okay? Yeah, because I've I've talked about that place. Yeah, many times. Uh, I, I don't know if I I've thought about getting the um a tattoo on my wrist of the stamp. Yes. At Union Hall. Uh-huh. Since that's been a place of much importance, but the last time I went there, they didn't have the stamp. They stamped my wrist with a goddamn happy face, and I was angry, <laughs> especially because something about my skin and venue ink it stays for like a week. Oh, really? Yeah, and so that's been. There have been times that I've been like, like there was a time I went to three shows at Union Hall in like about a week and a half. So I'd just be like, yeah, I swear I wash. It's just <laughs> I've just got this little co- like colony of stamps that are all exactly the same i'm like it just doesn't wash off my skin i don't know why i keep scrubbing that's why i like uh the places that do the invisible ink bell house yes well, this will... turned into this turned into new york city venue <laughs> new york chat we got it even though you're in los angeles yeah <laughs> I, I i miss new york so much you, you don't you have no idea oh. but la's great la la is wonderful though the living's easy out here but um <laughs> i will it... i will probably miss it whenever i leave mm-hmm However soon that can be. <laughs> You're living my dream. I want to be out there. I want to be where the people are. I want to see want to see them driving. Driving around on, what are those they call it? Roads? I'm going to stop. <laughs> the... I was going to say, I, I, I have seen The Little Mermaid, but I haven't seen it like recently enough to... I feel like everyone I know has been making a lot of Little Mermaid references lately. Like something's in the air. Well, it's it's because we're all stunted children trying to that's true <laughs> regain it. Oh, it's back in that nineteen that nineteen ninety two sweet spot, I think. Yeah. Or was that eighty nine? I don't know. Meh. Um. Yeah, that's something I I haven't watched since I became an adult. Mm-hmm. Partly because I have a friend whose name is Ariel with mm. a E L L E at the end, and so oh. she has she has never hated a movie. Like she hates that one because she's uh, about, yeah, she's a couple years older than me. Uh So being, you know, 10 or whatever, when The Little Mermaid came out, 
I mean, I'm complaining about the show Whitney. Oh my god. Being, oh yeah. Being a child when when and your name is basically Ariel. Oh, she hates it. It's weird to go back to that movie. Just like the little bits I. Oh, the one bit I have watched uh, a couple of times is um, uh, Ursula's song, huh. uh, "Poor Unfortunate Souls," because I had, I had thought for oh you know she's she she's sort of a an inspiration mm-hmm. of being a, a big fat lady who takes no shit. Yeah, strong uh, independent woman. Yeah, and and it's and I like watching the actually I think we talked about this on a very early episode of watching. I was like. Some there's some animators there who definitely liked the fat ladies because she's got <laughs> she, she's got some moves body yeah. language she's a she's doing some some sexy jiggling and I'm like <laughs> shout out to you guys <laughs> shout out to Ursula well, well that's the thing like with all those those <sighs> those like 90s and late 80s Disney movies was they tried to get as much dirty stuff in them as possible <laughs> to, to, get, to, to and it all just flew over the heads of the children oh that's it's been so good. It's so good when you like just any sort of animation in general. When you go back later yeah. and go, oh, <laughs> like it was so, when I watched um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit mm. uh, the first time as an adult. It wasn't even like I mean it was like getting a lot of dirty jokes I missed, but I was also like, oh, it's a metaphor for racism <laughs> and segregation. I get it now. Oh, <laughs> I need to watch that again. That was something I had the Nintendo game, the NES oh, yeah. game, and I remember I de- that. I definitely never beat it. Uh huh. I think I like I, when I look back at my childhood Nintendo playing, I'm like, I figure I, d- I didn't beat like any game. I don't so think they, I did either. I know I beat Goonies too, and that mm. was a big deal. Mm. And there was a mermaid. <laughs> there was like inexplicably the plot of Goonies of the game Goonies two is that the Goonies had a friend who was a mermaid, and they and the Fratellis kidnapped. Their, their friend Annie the mermaid and you had to go through a crazy uh, bunch of stuff to get her back and I played I don't know if I've ever played any game as much as I've played Goonies 2 wow I, I have to admit I have never seen Goonies I haven't seen that you know that's not one that's not one you can watch as a grown up that's what I've heard uh, so that's something I because it was my favorite movie when I was a mm-hmm. kid and my mom at some point was like oh god I hated whatever you put it on because it's just children screaming it's just <laughs> shrill voices for an hour and a half and I tried to watch it as a grown up and I was like oh wow she is right this is terrible <laughs> although it does have uh, what's his face the totally blank and good good villain who was a James Bond villain as well totally he was in License to Kill I will never remember forget it okay someone yeah thank you person out there who's going i know i'm uh i'll psychically receive that later in the mail by by psychically you mean twitter yep (laughs) and i'll go oh that's that's what i meant um but those the little mermaid is is it's an interesting one because that was like done by their tv animation department so the animation is not i mean it's it's you know it's disney animation but it's still like you can see like when you watch it i'm like yeah you can see there's like a little more a little lower budget a little more like short cutty stuff than you know Mm -hmm. whatever they were able to to pour into it later (laughs) there's the the long scene of them swimming down a long hallway that repeats itself (laughs) and then the harlem globetrotters showed up I think oh, they Ursula still would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> so I spent literally ten, like nine or ten hours yesterday watching Naruto. Okay. And because I discovered there is 
have you seen have you seen that have you have you any Naruto experience oh of course i have yes okay. I, I i watched i watched i can tell you i watched the first 126 episodes of naruto yes the uh, until the filler started uh-huh and then i got out of there as fast as i could of when course the filler started and then i picked it back up with shippuden and i watched probably like 100 episodes of shippuden okay and i think I'm, we're i think we're on the exact same naruto scale then. okay and i also I, maybe maybe not 100 episodes of shippuden but i've watched a bunch of it a bunch yeah yeah uh and i and i read a bunch of the manga too uh-huh. um but i discovered on hulu that there is the show called Naruto spinoff Rock Lee and his ninja pals and it is the best thing that's ever happened to me oh my god because it's, it's amazing it's it's Naruto SD so they're all what? like they're all cute little chibi versions of oh. themselves and they're they're like it's like every episode is two 10 minute episodes and they're it's it's you know on Rock Lee's team and it's just <laughs> constant it's just gags it's just it's nothing that's... but it's I watched I've watched 30 episodes this week and I don't binge media content but I'm just like uh, I'm just going to watch this cuz this makes me happier than anything. I am going to Hulu right now. Oh my god, it yeah, uh, the rest of this podcast is canceled. I have to watch this. <laughs> like it it's just it's it's you know it takes like Neji oh who's like the god. most serious and tragic character and he is constantly being put into weird costumes and <laughs> and, and 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 like beautiful dresses and it, yeah. that's it's amazing and oh i brought it up because orochimaru turns into a scooby-doo villain he is in fact <laughs> literally tra- like the subtitles at one point say i would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids oh and i'm like this is the best thing it's like <gasps> and i wish i wish like every show could have this every like yeah. long-running like every serious every serious like shonen manga show like even but i want like like a star trek Oh, oh, yeah. Because I, I was yes. thinking, like, have a have a Deep Space Nine that's O'Brien and his and his <laughs> alien pals, where it's just like it's like, oh, the Promenade is having a cultural festival, and O'Brien is opening up a maid cafe. Just, just have, just have nothing but like the stupidest tropesiest things. And I, I, I just have to say, Tribble Cafe. <gasps> oh. Well, made made tribbles, tribbles and made outfits. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh. oh my god! Oh, someone, we need fan art of that immediately. Yes. <laughs> Just a, a stack of them. Or you could have the tribbles, each of them in an individual made outfit, or you could have like a bunch of them together in like a normal size made outfit. So like oh. like eight tribbles stacked up vertically. Yeah. Oh in my the god. trench coat, wearing a made outfit around that. <laughs> They're gonna get into that R-rated movie. <laughs> They're gonna get into that Hollow Suite no matter what. Oh no. It's just like have everything be like a quirk episode, but you know turned up to eleven. Oh, <sighs> I can dream, and it's just and it's just O'Brien being grumpy all the time, <laughs> having to go having to go on a blind date with a Cardassian, or <laughs> Bashir is always you know ending up in some some even goofier scrape than he already <laughs> is. <sighs> I can dream. So I want that. I want that for every. I want. I. I. Because I wish. As I've been watching this, I'm like. I wish I could share this experience with people who don't love Naruto as much as I do. Because this is yeah. amazing. Especially after you know ten or twelve years of being. As like, <laughs> this is a gift. This is a gift specifically for me. <laughs> so yeah, I watched. I watched that show for hours, and then afterwards, I'm like, well, I'm all warmed up now. I'm just gonna go and watch regular Naruto. I'm 32 <laughs> years old, and I spent 10 hours watching Naruto yesterday. And I'm pro- and, it's, and you know when I'm done with this, I'm gonna just start right back up again because I'm like it's <laughs> happening. Yep. This week I I subscribed to Oprah Magazine and watched a lot of Naruto. This is you're your being, 30s. You're being an adult, right? I, I guess so. 
Uh, it's because I my phone ran out of juice, and that's you know as we know that's the worst thing that can yes. happen. Uh-huh. It, it ran out of juice while I was uh, in my therapist's waiting room. So oh I no! Had, yes. So I turned it off because I was like, Mate, I'm gonna need so I, I'm gonna need to listen to a podcast on the way home after I have feelings. <laughs> uh, there's a stop podcasting yourself waiting for me, and it has Paul F. Tompkins in it. It will fix everything. <laughs> So I turned off my phone because I was like, okay, I need to save the juice. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to read a Martha Stewart living. And that magazine is crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, I respect Martha because uh-huh. she's uh, she's hardcore. <laughs> she doesn't fuck around. Uh, and I was like, well, this magazine is a piece of crap and it's not relevant to my life. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to read Oprah magazine. Oh, the Oprah magazine. And I, uh, and I was as I was turning page, I was like, oh, no, I'm actually like literally reading everything that's every word that's on all of these pages. I'm like... This is a thoughtful thing, and a celebrity said it. That appeals to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I've hit this stage. And so it happened to be that my nephew was selling magazines for his class. So I went home after my phone died in the middle of my ride home, and I could not, and I was left alone with my feelings. And I bought a subscription to Oprah Magazine. I can't wait. I'm going to get Oprah Magazine, real simple, the Pyramid Collection catalog. Oh, the Pyramid Collection. <laughs> So good, so good. I need to, I need to appeal to them to be like a sponsor of this podcast because I've, I've, I think I've mentioned them the past four weeks. I'm looking at their catalog right now. I, I started getting that, and I, and I think it was just one of those things that you get when you're like a fat lady and you buy clothes <laughs> online. Mm, I, spe- I think that's where it comes from. I specifically requested mine. Okay, but did I you definitely... specifically request me to get one too. <laughs> maybe I did with my mind, or maybe the gift they keeps on giving. Yeah, I hope everyone who's my friend. Gets the Pyramid Collection catalog. Yeah. That was something I always got when I was... We got it when I was a, a youth. And mm. that's just because everyone just got catalogs. Mm-hmm. You had all the weird catalogs. Like the Sally Jensen or whatever. There was one that just sold mm-hmm. junk. Oh, I I, uh, I had a friend today. This is... Speaking of catalogs. Who is uh, traveling. And she posted a, a picture from Sky Mall of a shirt that I desperately want. And it was a it was a shirt with a an illustration of a wine opener, the kind that has the like the like arms, yeah the the one with like the arms that uh-huh. the T shaped one, and yep. underneath it said Namaste, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I want that, and I'm like, I try not to be like the ironic T shirt kind of person, but that yeah. is so good, <laughs> and I feel like that's such a chill sitch. <laughs> You should, and everyone should check out um, the Twitter Chill Sitch. Chill it, Sitch. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I haven't seen that. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna load it up because you need to hear about some chill sitches, chill, yeah, some chill situations, as as we call them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, it uses the the winky the winky face smiley on on almost every tweet. So it's like <laughs> everyone looks good in a suit, a bathing suit, winky. <laughs> Knowing right where you left your mandolin. In the moss garden. That's Elizabeth Moss's vagina, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how the new December album is going to happen. Oh, God. 500 cc's of Arnold Palmer stat. JK, I'm not a doctor. Winky face. <laughs> OMG, this whole place has aquariums. Ugh. So that's that's my that's my must follow is Chill Sitch. And if you're feeling stressed out, just read Chill Sitch for a while. And then just oh. imagine what, you know... Just think about what it would be like to have a life where you cared about nothing. <laughs> and, uh, my, my, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you. Okay. You go. Uh, um, You're prettier. My... No. <laughs> you you hang up. 
Then we'll just do um, what you want to do for dinner. It's okay. <laughs> just tell me what you want. <laughs> anyway, what you were saying? Yeah, no, um, my must follow on social media is um, Liz Klimo on Tumblr. I know, I know you're you're not of the doing the tumblers now, but um, she she makes these little like one panel animal cartoons that are, that are, they look sort of like the New Yorker cartoons in color, but they're they're really smart and cute and funny, and they're just they're just so charming. And Aww. like I, I saw her cartoons on Tumblr a bunch, and then I looked her up. And there was and, and a book just got published, like like last week or like two weeks ago. And there, it's it was just like it was just like oh my god, I love this thing. And now there's a book of it, and I can buy it. And it was just it was just so great. Um, but her, her she posts new cartoons like well, like like one a week or so, and, and they're just always just delightful, and they always make me really happy when I see them. What's what was her name again? Liz Klimo, C L I M O. All right, now we know. We can both yeah, so, have a have a chill sitch with some some animal cartoons yes but yeah the 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 chill sitch account makes me think of um like those catalogs again where it's like i'm on lake time and like, <laughs> uh, like this it's it's exactly that and i'm like ah oh, to dream to dream of not caring about anything or really giving a shit about anything in the world <laughs> oh, what a vacation it would be mm. so anyway aaron sorkin yeah, Sorkin. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, let me think. Well, let me tell you something sure. about Sports Night and fan fiction. Okay. So, there was a time when I was reading a bunch of Sports Night fan fiction, mm-hmm. as you did in, I guess, like 2000-ish. Sure. And there was one that it was like, it was like, oh, this is this is back when, when things were labeled with their file size instead uh-huh. of like word count. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is like 170k, and it's 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 marked as 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 rated R or mature. I gotta get in on this. And it was it was just a novel length story about one of the dudes having cancer. Which one? Which one? I don't remember. Oh no! And I, I read bet it the... was Dan. I bet it was Dan. Yeah, and and it was like, oh, and I realized now, I was like, oh, this was how somebody dealt with someone in their life having uh-huh. cancer is that and there's like i was like yeah the, the, there was sex in it but it was like super depressing cancer Aww. sex <laughs> I'm like and i read the whole thing because like i'm like at some point this has got to pay off right and i'm like no <laughs> it's just about him having like blood cancer and it, and it was like <laughs> i still remember it like i don't remember any other i was like all of the other sports night fan fiction was it was like yes uh banter 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 boning sex, sex. yes yay <laughs> But this this one about about somebody yeah I think it was Dan about him having cancer Aww. it lives in my head because I <laughs> like because these days I would I would go like oh oh no this is you you have mislabeled this this is this is mature for actual mature reasons <laughs> how dare you <laughs> I was misled I was sold a false bill of goods yes it's it's the opposite of plot what plot it's like plot and only plot. <laughs> So you're gonna think about your mortality. It rated M for mortality. <laughs> I I never got into Sports Night fan fiction. Um, I, I I did I did a lot of Sailor Moon fan fiction. I did a lot of Naruto fan fiction. But I never I never got into the um into into like American properties. I guess. I was into like it was the there was sort of like this weird like slash heyday around the late nineties. Mm. When it was just it was it was like one of the first things where I could see like the fandom migration patterns, mm-hmm. 
where like people started in the Sentinel and then they moved to uh, the Phantom Menace and then they moved to this thing. It's like, oh, and you're you're all you're writing the same story over and over mm-hmm. again with just <laughs> slightly different people in it. And so then uh, so it was just easy. It's like reading, you know, like disposable romance novels. It's like, yeah, see, it's the same tropes and the same stories mm-hmm. and the same writing style. And I can just read it forever. So that was that was a lot of my 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 misspent youth. <laughs> And these days, I'm too good for it. I'm like, it's not good enough. Yeah, I have to say that I, I basically never stopped thinking about Sports Night, as was evidenced by Sports Night 2014 the other night. Oh, you need to um, make a like a Storify of that. That was I, so... I do, I, I do, but I hate Storify's website so much. It's Ugh. the worst. Yeah, it's. Um, a, I've had to use it for work. Oh no. Yeah, that was a pain. Yeah. Especially... The, um, sorry. Go ahead. It was a nah, It was it was like something it, I had to make storefies for something at work where it had been inconsistently hashtagged on one account, and it was stuff like that was months ago, and I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah, I need to, I need to make a storefy of I made shout out week two K fourteen. I haven't done the revenge yet. Oh no. Because that because the first one took like three hours, but it was yeah. worth it. Uh-huh. So it was worth it to go back over the shoutouts. <laughs> Yeah, Sports Site 2014 started because um, I tweeted to my friend Amy Spaulding that who I followed. Yeah, she's no, she's she's fantastic. She's she. I met her when I moved to LA. And I'm so happy. It's like uh, meeting her alone was worth moving to LA. Um, but she she mentioned something about Sports Night, and I mentioned that I used to I used to keep this text file of ideas for uh, I called it Sports Night Season Three because <laughs> it was because it was canceled after the second season and what would have happened in the third season. And then um, our mutual friend Christy, who lives in um, who lives in New York, she tweeted something that said like it was, she tweeted something and, and it's and with the hashtag Sports Night 2014. And I saw that and I was like, oh, we're doing this now. Okay, a fire a lit in your soul. Yeah, I opened the like ninth gate of my chakra and man, I, I just let loose. <laughs> Speed lines everywhere. Uh huh. And yeah, no, I just I just went nonstop because that's just that's just like I I was built for that moment right there. <laughs> this is it. This is what you've trained for. <laughs> I love. It. I, I, I like. I like to make the joke that I need to. I need to train ten more years for to do something. And I feel like I was actually trained, training <laughs> ten years to do this. You're just waiting for the right medium, the right yeah. time. Well, obviously, you can't do Sports Night 2014 and you know any other year. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it was it was so much fun, and it was just and there were a bunch of people contributing, and like I I tried I I, I don't really usually do Twitter hashtag games anymore, but. That was just like I just I just kept going until I until I was just literally out of ideas because I just like every it, it was the same thing with like we talked about the Firefly like every moment of that show I feel like I've studied like tooth and nail and I just I I can I can I can give you little like little lines of dialogue from individual moments in the show because I've watched the show like a hundred times. That was a that was a half hour show, right? Yes. Or was it okay? So that yeah, and, and there's only two seasons, so uh-huh. that's easy to just shove in your face. Yep. Over and over. Did it even have like was that a like a full twenty yep. whatever? It was like a, a twenty two episode season, yep. Okay. That was that was back when they'd give a give a show a chance. Yeah, no, and it was it was funny because the first, after the first season, it won the like TV Guide Best Show You're Not Watching mm-hmm. award, and then after the second season, they won it again, and then and then they got canceled. <laughs> well, but a large portion of why it got canceled was um, ABC didn't want it, and they were talking about moving it to another network. But Aaron Sorkin was like the the first season of The West Wing overlaps with the second season of Sports Night, and Aaron Sorkin got super burned out and 
focused on the West Wing because that was actually like cr- critically acclaimed and people were watching it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we never got more sports night. And sometimes that's it's okay. Probably I for guess. the best. Probably for the best. Probably for the best to to only have. <sighs> well, that's what I, is... that's what I think about Clone High. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only 13 episodes of that, but they're 13 perfect episodes. Mm-hmm. What else can you say that about? Not Firefly, buddy. <laughs> I only watched Firefly maybe two years ago now, and I just it, it's okay. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's like, okay. I don't get it, it. Nothing about it said to me I'm gonna make a lifestyle out of this. But yeah, you know, more power to you to a certain extent. I mean, that's like it was a fire. It was Firefly that tricked me into watching Castle at all. Mm. Because there was the one like it was a Hall- It was the first one, and you know, it was a Halloween episode, and Nathan Fillion starts out wearing his, you know, his, his Firefly. Uh, Mal Reynolds. Yeah, and I like his name. <laughs> uh, but and it, you know his it doesn't that it has you know Molly Quinn making fun of him. It's like yeah. wasn't that seven years ago? Shouldn't you get over it by now? <laughs> so I think I I think of that all the time. And that was like five years ago. So I'm like you should probably get over Firefly. Yeah. I mean, there's there are lots of other good things that have been made since then. And yeah, and even like you know sci-fi e things. And it's okay. It's okay. You can let it go. Maybe you should. Well, at least at least nobody uh, turned in, turned Dollhouse into a. Oh God. Ugh. I love I love how I said I was a Joss Whedon apologist, and I've just and I've just been like, oh, that was shitty. That was a, oh Dollhouse. That was I one of the worst episodes of television I've ever seen was the one where she was a blind girl. Oh, I was no. furious. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I'm so angry. I still watched the whole first season. <laughs> the last episode where Alan Tudyk was in it was good, but. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It's not good. That show was terrible. <laughs> Eliza Dushku can't act. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Breathe. Breathe. I, I oh haven't... No. I'm having a baby. It's a surprise. It's a baby of hate. <laughs> For Dollhouse. Um, I haven't seen Castle. I, like, I've watched it on a plane a couple times, but I've never... like Because I, because I don't have cable, I have to actually go seek out things. I've never gone in and seeked it out um but i want to because i really like molly quinn in thrilling adventure hour mm-hmm. she's she's like she's so charming and delightful and i want i want more of her but i don't know if i want the, the rest of the show it's a it's a it's a perfectly charming procedural yeah. if you're if you're into that and and i'm normally not because for one thing i'm dumb like i have never figured out who did it on any show huh. ever like, even on the dumbest episode of Castle, I'm like, ha I figured it out! And it's like, nope, you're wrong again. <laughs> and I think and I think part of the, the the pleasure of procedurals is, like, you're also figuring it out, too. And uh-huh. it sort of, like, gets you down where you're like, oh, I was dumb again. But, yeah, I watched a good, like, two or three seasons of that. And that was something I did, like, after I watched that one mm-hmm. uh, episode with all the Firefly references. I went back and downloaded previous seasons nice. and actually like watched it and i was like yeah so it's it's pretty decent and it's oh molly quinn when she was a just a, a wee thing being <laughs> so cute and fresh-faced and adorable she's a, she's a good spunky sp- <laughs> spunky lass still a baby ah oh. still but, a baby not yet a babe <laughs> i think yeah i think i think she's she's on the baby babe uh edge <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard that one before. Um, I, I I had that sort of procedural itch thing when I watched the first two and a half seasons of Bones. Oh, I've never seen Bones. I haven't because seen that. 
I I watched it on a plane coming home from coming from Portland to Los Angeles. No, it was Portland to New York, and so I watched. It was it was a long flight, and I watched like three episodes of Bones, and I was just like. I'm just gonna go out, just watch this forever, and and I saw, and I and that was right before I moved to Los Angeles. When I moved to Los Angeles, right after I got my internet hooked up, I just like sat and watched Bones on Netflix for like days at a time because I, I was just super stressed out from the move and starting a new job, and I just I didn't have the energy to really do anything, so I would just sit and watch Bones. And it's it's an okay show. What I realized. I took a break after a while at some point, and then like three months later, I, I tried to watch an episode, and I was like, "Oh, I hate all of these characters. <laughs> They're all terrible people, except for except for the main character, but she's surrounded by just lunkheads, including including David Boreanaz. God bless him, bless his who, heart. Who now, now that I'm watching Buffy, I'm like, oh, he can only play one character. He can, like, like a big meathead, and I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I could never get into Angel because I'm like, oh, it's just you. Yeah. I yeah. like I like uh I've brought up several Joss Whedon properties and I think I've only like wholeheartedly endorsed one. <laughs> and it's and that's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I'm not really into horror movies and I've heard that's like the the meta take on horror movies. So Yeah, yeah. I saw that in a theater. Um it'd been out for a couple weeks and it was just there was almost no one in the theater. It was like eight people and I was with a friend. And you know it has some it has some like jump like some jump gory scares not really many jump scares but like some gory bits and mm. and stuff like that and my friend was like grabbing my arm while i was just cackling in laughter because <laughs> it because it was you know just from the very first like from the opening title i'm like oh this is my ideal movie this is everything i want because i love horror movies <laughs> and i love meta stuff and i like joss whedon mm-hmm. and and everyone in it is super hot and it's great okay so I have to tell you, when you started describing it, I instinctively went and wrote and reached over to my arm with my other arm. <laughs> Tried to grab. Yeah. I, I do this thing, and, and apparently this is something other people do as well, because Cameron Esposito mentioned it on her podcast, Bam Bam Pow. But I will read the Wikipedia and the IMDb page in full for a horror movie and sort of study it, and I will never actually watch the movie. I didn't watch horror movies for a while because um, I was just living alone for the, yeah. and I was uh, too scared. Mm-hmm. And I love and I love horror movies and horror games. And I decided I was like, okay, I have to get over this hurdle and learn how to watch scary stuff by myself. Like even then, it was like it was like I would watch horror movies and I was just like have my roommate was in the other room, so mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't as scary. Or I knew someone would come home eventually. So I watched the movie Grave Encounters, which is. Um, it's it's sort of a it's like a found footagey kind of thing about a, a like one of those like paranormal investigation TV show crews that goes to a, a haunted like a supposedly haunted asylum and you know they're filming stuff but then it like shit gets crazy and it scared the pants off of me and, and like the only thing that saved it is like the very like last like five minutes are stupid which a lot of horror movies do and it's kind of i kind of thankful for those like oh that got really stupid right at the very end so now i'm not as scared and so i I just like okay i did it i watched it and now i'm gonna you know to to calm down i'm gonna watch a a futurama episode like one of the new futurama episodes i haven't seen and it was the one where um hermes is becoming a cyborg and is like cutting off parts of himself and replacing them with cyborg parts and and Zoidberg is taking all of the cut off Hermes parts and making a Hermes puppet that's his best friend. And then uh Roberto, the crazy robot, shows up and like is is putting a, a 
a vegetable peeler down Hermes's arm. And I'm like, this is more upsetting than the horror movie I just watched. How did I pick the one Futurama that's like profound body horror? Well, not I, one Futurama. A lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am. Um, I, I've been, I've been sitting here with this look on my face, holding my breath, waiting for you to finish. It was just like, oh God, what the hell? It's like I know this was, and I was watching it like four in the morning after just having watched a horror movie, and I'm like, how? What? I mean, because we all know that Futurama yeah. wasn't as, it isn't as good after it came back. Yeah, we we can all admit that. There's some good ones, yes. but it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, but that was when I was like, I guess this is technically a good episode, but it is a nightmare. Yeah, that that when you were describing that, it reminded me of the the Naruto villain in Shippuden, the puppet master guy. Yes, I was and, just and, watching stuff with him last night. I, I, you've seen it all though before, yeah. yes? Yeah. yeah. So the the part where, at the end of that fight when it's revealed that he's literally just like a heart in a in a cylinder that he puts into like his own his own body is 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 a is a puppet doll. And is like, he even and, a head? No, it's it's literally like a black cylinder that has yeah. his heart and and, and, and his Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess his brain must be in there too. But yeah, no, it was just like the, like like when I when I got to that point, I was just like, this is kind of messed up. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like surprising body horror-y kind of things in in Nanato. One I was watching last night, it was like Itachi is using his genjutsu and and which is uh, for for the for the non-nerds, that's like illusion yeah. powers uh-huh. uh, on on Nanato and like and he's suddenly like imagining like he's he's half of his body has become Sasuke and then like the zipper of his hoodie comes open and and Sakura's face comes out and then Kakashi grows on his shoulder and he looks at his at his hand and an eye is there and I'm like what and I'm like you've got some you could maybe be doing some some horror manga if you ever are allowed to stop doing Naruto (laughs) which I think at this point a lot of those shonen like the One Piece guy and the Bleach guy, yeah. and it's like I guess I, are they just not allowed to stop? It makes too much money, I think. Yeah, and I'm always amazed by just the sheer production level. Yeah, now they pump out a chapter a week. It's insane. Yeah, like like 26 pages, and I know they have like assistants and stuff, but yeah, damn, Still. it's insane. Uh huh. And there's well over 500 episodes of Naruto. Yeah, there's there's at least 200 that you don't have to watch, at yeah. least. And there's like t- at least like 15 to 20 video games as well yeah i have Have you played any of the any of the naruto fighting games i i in fact have three i have two of them that are in japanese Ooh. because i like the playstation 2 yes because i have a japanese ps2 that's oh my god yeah (laughs) that my that my brother gave me as a graduation slash birthday present because it was i've moved back from japan please have my ps2 (laughs) that's that's incredible it's been it's been useful i i mostly used it uh, back when my Japanese ability was still anything. Mm-hmm. Although after watching Naruto all day yesterday, I was like, "This is uh, this is the level where I can look away from the screen and <laughs> still basically keep up." So like ten year old Japanese boy. Yeah, level. especially especially the the gag manga, the gag <laughs> anime. I'm like, yeah, I can keep up with this one. Although there was it's it's I learned weirdly that one involves a lot of like. Are you familiar any uh, with the um the like traditional like japanese two-man comedy group oh yeah manzai yeah manzai yes yeah the bokeh and skomi stuff yep. there's like oh, a... I'm, I'm i'm all over the giant fan yeah yeah the the, the uh, rockley show has a lot of it's it's kind of a lot of that stuff uh-huh like that kind of like lots of dumb puns and then someone going yep. no that's not that oh well this dumb pun no 
and then you know getting hit with a fan. Yep. Ten Ten gets more character development. Oh, good. On, on this show than on like 500 episodes. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yay! And I guess Neji gets character development, but it's super weird. It's like it's just you're constantly being put into costumes that you don't want to be in. You're wearing a mayonnaise outfit, <laughs> and you're going why. Yeah, because he's the most serious character, so that makes them that makes sense that he gets put in the most ridiculous situation. He's like the most serious and has like the most tragic backstory. Yeah. And he's just it's just gorgeous. I'm like, I love you so much more now. You deserve this. <laughs> you deserve to be a, a comedy character. Uh I was somewhere before this. Somewhere great with anime. It's gone forever. Nerd alert. Um Can I I have to say I just recently rewatched Spirited Away. I haven't watched that in a really long time. Because it came out on Blu-ray in Japan, and I imported it because I, I've just been desperate to watch this movie, and I've been waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray again, or mm-hmm. to come out on Blu-ray. And it's amazing. Like, it's 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 just, like, the best animated movie ever. But also, just, like, I didn't, I didn't realize how much, like, like, stuff is going on in that movie all the time around, like, the characters and stuff. And I just, like... It, it never occurred to me that so many things were happening, and like, and that movie, the, like, the plot in that movie is super weird because there's like, it's kind, it's three arc, but it, there's a lot of there's a lot of side stories going on, and it's just, I don't know, like, like I want to watch it like a hundred more times because I feel like I'm gonna learn something new every time. Yeah, that's what I, that's one of the uh, Miyazaki movies I I haven't seen as much, uh-huh. and I and I definitely haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, the the favorites in in my family are like House Moving Castle and. Mm. Uh, and it's not a Miyaz- the, it's a Ghibli one, but not me. Miyaz- uh, the Cat Returns is probably mm-hmm. everyone in my family's favorite, and I've watched that a million times. Hmm. I haven't seen The Cat Returns. Oh, that's one where I wish I could like selectively choose what what is the dub and the sub, mm. because in the dub, because um, it's it's this you know super uh, handsome that's the um, turn into a furry again. <laughs> God damn you, Mister Peanut Butter. Um, <laughs> Mark refuses to watch BoJack Horseman, so we can't discuss that. <laughs> Jerk. I, I haven't seen that, but I, I intend to. Oh yeah, it's great. It's so great. Um, but there's uh, he's it's uh this girl who gets uh, accidentally is is betrothed to the Cat King in because she uh, because she saves a cat and then she becomes you know accidentally betrothed, and so she goes to to Baron the Cat Baron to to go help her out, and he's like this cat. Wearing, you know, a, a, a three-piece suit and a top hat and with a cane, and he's this very dapper cat. And in the English dub, he is he's voiced by, um, oh god, I've just completely blanked on his name. Uh, the the uh, Wesley from, uh, the Princess Bride. What's his name? I have to admit, I haven't seen the Princess Bride. Oh my goodness! Oh well, then I am. I don't want to sidetrack us, but yeah. Well, it's it's you know he's he's just like. The, the biggest most charming crush that I had as a, as a as a youth and is it is it Carrie Elwes? Yes, Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the he's the dub voice and Anne Hathaway is the the oh. girl and she's oh my god yeah and then there's uh, like some other great people and then Tim Curry is like the Cat King what but he does a terrible job what like and I'm like Tim Curry what were you doing here it's like the what only happened? time like he's been in something and it's like and I'm like you're the worst part of this. And I'm like, so I would like to have just the Japanese track for his lines, and everyone yeah. else, because is in English is really great. Like Andy Richter uh-huh. is in it. Oh my god! I usually get really picky with the um the Ghibli dubs. Yeah. Because they because they tend to take like actors, uh-huh. like like famous actors. Yeah, who aren't necessarily the best voice actors. 
Yeah, I, I noticed that with Ponyo, um, the dub. Oh, yeah. Tina Fey plays the mother, and I love her, but it, it it's not working. Yeah. Oh, the and the one of um, Howl's Moving Castle. I think Christian Bale is Howl, and mm. just no. Since in, since in 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 Japanese, he's someone from SMAP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old SMAP. Everyone at home, go look up SMAP. Yeah. You'll be you'll be happier and snappier. Or, or you'll be very confused. <laughs> uh, there was this show. This is and it, it, the connection is that a member of SMAP was on it that okay. I have been obsessed with. Um, called Dochi no Ryori, and it was a cooking panel show in Japan where the the concept was like there would be two teams, two chefs would cook things that are you know sort of related, like sort of like mm-hmm. in the same. Like one guy is making. Uh, in um yakitori, mm-hmm. uh, not, uh, no yakisoba, and the other guy is making like like spaghetti Neapolitan. So it's sure. like they're both having like noodle Red dishes. Noodles. Yeah, yeah, and but then like the whole show is like okay, but for this for this he's like he's going to you know, it's, it's sort of like a travel thing. He's going to this you know small village in northern Japan where there's uh all these grandmas who go and find this one small ingredient on the mountain and they make it into the most perfect thing and it you know cuts back to the panel of everyone going oh oh she's tall and that like <laughs> and then like and so everyone you know everyone on the panel votes to start with it's like okay just just basic you know you have these two things which is the one you think you want and then like there's several rounds of like oh they go through and, and show what this special thing is and maybe you can change your vote and then like they let one person taste a little sample while the chefs are making it. And then at the end, everyone votes on, on which thing they want. And the people who win get to eat, and the people who don't get nothing. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I've watched so many hours of it, completely untranslated, and yeah. I adore it. And it would be so perfect. It, it's a, like the best concept that needs to be... I, I think like... I mean, just put a bunch of like comedians up there. I think I think yeah. America is is finally ready for more panel shows. Yeah, the 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 trope of there being <laughs> like B roll footage and the and the celebrities talking over it. I don't know if that's really ever has that has that come over to America. No, and it's like, kind of great, and especially yeah. uh, uh, nothing. Something that will never come over is like the weird thing in Japanese TV where they like put the words up it's not even like mm. yeah or it's like yeah they're just like writing on the screen constantly writing on the screen constantly and like one thing is in red and oh. and uh, that's something i'm like i love it would look but it would look super weird in english yeah it would just look weird yeah i used to watch so much i used to watch so much untranslated japanese tv oh so good i i used to i used to like when i was in college i was hardcore into morning musume and oh yeah i would just watch all of their stuff and like and like when I ran out of subtitled stuff, I would just watch the unsubtitled stuff. Now, now for those who don't know, Morning Musume is is uh, a Japanese is a J-pop group. It originally consisted of five girls, and then they did the Minuto thing where they would add girls in generations. And so, like the second generation had uh, three members, the third generation had just one member, and like it, and it was like it was like an American Idol style uh, talent search to add add. Um, to add members to the group, and they would release singles. And at one point, there were like fifteen of them. I think yeah, was, I, I think what I heard the about them, they had like sixteen. Yeah, I think that was the that was the peak. That was around um, sixth generation, and then 
as time went on, the girls get got progressively younger and younger and smaller and smaller. And then the and then old older members would graduate from the group and they would go on to do other things. And it was just like an institution. Like it was a it was a pop music institution. Yeah, that's that a just, that's a big thing in in the the J pop and the K pop yeah. worlds. All these and then and then and then at some point someone else came up with AKB48, which was 48 girls, which was like. Like it was, it was like I, I, I see your six girls and I raise you forty-eight. There was a joke about that on Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals. Really? Yes. Okay, now, now I'm definitely watching this show. <laughs> yeah, there's um, definitely some K-pop uh, references. Yeah, and so and like the, and like Morning Musume, they had their own, they had their own weekly morning show called Hello Morning. They 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 did every time they would release a new single, they'd release singles like every month, two months or so. It, it, it would be a new video with new costumes, and they would perform on all of the Japanese music TV shows because in Japan they actually have music TV shows that are just shows where musicians perform um, and like I would just watch all of it like every single thing I could I like I uh, my my Japanese TV experience has mostly been like stuff my brother taped off mm. of TV when he lived there and brought back which was mostly Dochi Noriori but then the time I was visiting him I you mm-hmm. know I just like you know, ended up watching TV for several hours because I'm like, this is amazing. And I got to, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually watching Naruto while it's on TV. <laughs> and this was like shortly after it had started. This was, I was like, oh, oh it's, my God. I was like, this is episode 26. <laughs> you know, it was very <laughs> early in the run. And there was one show that was on TV and it was some panel show and they were, you know, doing whatever. And it was talking, it was like, they put out several objects and it was like, which of these would you use to stop a wild boar if it was charging at you? <laughs> and, you know, the celebrity's going, oh, I don't know, maybe it's this. And the answer was an umbrella. Because if a wild boar is charging at you, you could open an umbrella in its face and it will turn away and they they then they cut to the the b-roll of 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 some poor assistant proving this fact and so and this is like this is i was watching this like the day that like my brother like my family and i were about to go and like spend all day hiking in the mountains oh no and we were and 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 we were like oh well good to know (laughs) in case we get attacked by a wild boar my favorite clip of japanese tv that i've ever seen and it's, it's one of my favorite internet clips period is something from some some show where they do a test to see how heavy of a fish that stray cats can lift what? so it's just like it's like guys in lab coats and they'll like lay out one fish and then they're like oh this weighs you know how many uh kilos and then like a cat will because there's a huge stray cat problem in japan mm-hmm. and and like a cat will you know emerge from the woods and pick it up and it's just gradually heavier and heavier fish and and there's like you know there's three cats there's the white cat and the, the brown cat and the tabby cat and they're like oh no this one is disqualified because he put it down <laughs> and he just and it's like a 10 minute clip of cats of of cats lifting heavier and heavier <laughs> fish and carrying them off into the woods and it's my favorite thing i'll have to i'll have to find it and, and link it on the on the page when i put this out because everyone needs to see it you don't need to speak japanese it's that's that sounds incredible and it's something that just always makes me happy just to see like a cat carrying the biggest fish while <laughs> you know japanese celebrities are in that little like somebody's face is in the little box going oh <laughs> we need that we totally need that oh there needs to be more of that i think i think america is ready for more panel shows i feel like at midnight has proven that it's time yeah i want a panel show that's that's more but it's more freeform like that um what the hell is the what the hell is the british show that i keep seeing american celebrities on there's like three of them and it's a colorful set it's the one where like like idris elba and like emma stone are taking selfies on and stuff you know what i'm talking about oh that's uh graham norton i think yeah 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 that show it's it's kind of like that 
Yeah. 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 That's something that's sort of a talk show, but there's sort of more, you know, let's see, let's see famous people react to antics. Yes. As opposed to, and oh, this is, this is exactly why I like Oprah magazine. Cause it's like, tell me more, tell me more. It's like, oh, this is, you know, it's, it's telling me what a celebrity thinks of these, uh, certain, um, uh, uh, uh health cleansing tips. Oh. It's, it's like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> Slightly famous person. I'm such a chump. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. <gasps> I just need a little proof. I just need a little proof. Things are good. <laughs> just get mama through the day. <sighs> just a little, just a little, I, as I'm at that age where I'm like, you know, I should be remembering my spirit. <laughs> I, shout out week 2K14. I realized it, it was like, oh, that's my own Oprah remembering your spirit. Yes. And, and I told that to my therapist and she was like, well, look at Oprah. She's doing pretty well. I'm like, good point. <laughs> So I'm announcing here, it's my goal, going to be the next Oprah. I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm too lazy. <laughs> but okay, so here's our, okay, here's my idea, is that uh, this will be the next Aaron Sorkin show. Okay. Where he's writing about a show that is that kind of celebrities reacting to things. Ooh. So... You know, it's it's barely showing the show at all, but it's just talking about yeah, it's just all the all the behind the scenes stuff of like wrangling the celebrities and like have figuring out how to get the footage of the wild boar and doing a you know walk and talk with the boar. <laughs> CJ, CJ, there's a boar in your office. <laughs> see, 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 that's a, that's a West Wing reference you don't get because you you haven't watched the West Wing yet. Uh, but I still I felt like I understood it. Yeah. In my in my heart because I've watched one Sorkin thing and yes. uh, people do tend to talk kind of the same. Yes. But that's it, okay. It, it, it's saying your heart song. <laughs> uh, my heart song is uh, definitely one of the ending themes from Naruto. The ending themes, interesting. I have had the ending theme from from the Rock Lee show stuck in my head all week. Cause, oh. And only the first one, because that's one that involves everyone learning how to do uh, like a, you know, like a morning musume style dance. Oh, my God. And it's and I'll, I'm going to I'll send you the link right after we're done with this, because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you get to see Neji like really like smiling and doing beautiful dance moves. And I'm like, this uh-huh. is the best thing that's ever happened. So <laughs> so my recommendation recommendation to people is spend 10 years watching Naruto and then you'll really enjoy this show. You have to train for 10 years you to, to really train. appreciate it. Unlock just... all of your chakras. <gasps> you need so many chakras. There's one episode where they're having a, they're having a, uh, it's the yearly physical, it's the health exam, and they have to leave a chakra sample. <laughs> and then someone's trying to steal the chakra samples. Oh, hold on, hold on. It's a health exam. Are the girls worried that their breasts haven't grown? No. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And actually, it took a full 31 episodes before there was a hot springs episode. Oh my god! Where Orochimaru opens a hot spring. Oh no! And, oh. and it's and it's it's like oh my gosh, it's a co-ed bath, and all the boys are excited, and the girls are like, and the girls are like, no way, and the boys are like, oh, we'll just we'll just turn into girls too. It'll be fine. And they're like, um, no. So they both turn into uh, guy sensei, the girls too, and they're like, this works. <laughs> So that's how they that's how they deal with uh, the classic hot spring situation, and, and and you know it's got a lot of the the standard dumb anime girl jokes yeah. and stuff like uh-huh. that. But whatever, it's anime. Meh. I, I I have to say, um, so so some of my friends in Portland watch anime regularly, and every time I'm up there, I'm hanging out and they're watching anime, and I can explain I can explain some of the like Japanese culture jokes that they don't get. Yeah. 
and they, and they and they said like can we have you on just like Skype while while we're watching so you can explain jokes to us and I was like this is a service I could offer. Yeah, that's that's been my job for a lot of things and like like when I when I I cackle at a joke and then I'm like oh no let me explain. Yeah. I'm a nerd and I know what that is. <gasps> oh this um so recently I I have you heard of the show Neko Zamurai? I have not. I haven't seen it. It is that. a show. It was a recent uh like drama thing where mm-hmm. it's about a samurai who ends up with a white cat, a bakineko. <laughs> and I, I like I saw gifs of it or pictures of it on Tumblr and it's you know this handsome, you know, samurai dude with this this cat in his tucked in his sleeve or you know tucked in his yukata and I'm like I have to see this show. This is everything <laughs> to me. This is this is a cat and a samurai. I need it. <laughs> And so I downloaded a couple episodes, and it was, you know, unsubtitled, and, and uh-huh. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I tried to watch it with friends, and I got real stressed out trying to, to, to translate it on the fly, because I'm not good <laughs> at Japanese anymore. So I, I download, I uh, bought a bootleg Chinese copy, because it said, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's English subtitled. Oh, no. Fool. What fool I? <laughs> they may, there may be English subtitles, but they don't make a lick of sense. No. So I was watching it with a friend, and I was like, okay, these don't. These don't make any sense. So I put on the Japanese subtitles because I was like, maybe then I can like, if I see like characters I remember, I can, it'll help. And I was like, oh no, these are also wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They they translated the English into Japanese. And it's like, it was just like completely wrong. I like, I couldn't Uh even follow it. I was like, those are, that's not even remotely near what he said. (laughs) And you know, you'd think, you'd think. I think what they had is like they had like official, you know, Chinese subtitles that mm-hmm. they then like ran through automatic translation into Japanese and then probably ran that through translation into English. So I just turned it off and I was like and I was with a friend and I I was less stressed about it this time just going, "Yeah, we don't really need to pay attention. I'll I'll figure out what I can and, you know, fill you in on the stuff afterwards, but mostly we just want to see this cat and this samurai have antics together. And it is great. The cat is so cute." So, it's a white cat, and he's and he loves it. Or he, you know, he's uh-huh. he has he has these this difficult relationship with the cat because it's reminding him of how he misses his family, and he's, so he starts, you know, treating the cat, you know, like his his you know his daughter that he's away from, <laughs> feeding the cat and taking care of it, and it's just mostly a cat being bad with a samurai. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you can't. <coughs> oh, I got I got so over over excited about. Cat Samurais. <laughs> so, I wonder if that, I wonder if that could be an Aaron Sorkin, like if if he could write that, like the Cat Samurai. Yeah, the the cat the cat totally totally knows is good at being a cat, but it's really bad at being a human. And the samurai the samurai is really good at his job. He he takes everything super seriously, and the cat's always telling him to to calm down. And they banter. There's witty banter. There's flirting. You could never get a cat to do a, to do a walk and talk. You you don't think so? No, you can never get a cat to. I mean, it would it would walk part of the way, and then like one per the like person would keep walking, and then stop, and was like, "Oh, you stopped and are just licking your butt now." <laughs> and then you're just looking at me balefully, and now you've decided to take a nap on the bookcase. That was my favorite episode of Studio Sixty. <laughs> Damn it, Mr. President! <laughs> All right, this has been <laughs> this has been a good a good show. We have a lot of good ideas, and we're going to be rich. Hopefully. Just like just like Aaron Sorkin. So you wanna you wanna plug some stuff? Sure. 
Um, so I, I run the website, the Yearbook Office. It's a writing website. We publish new content every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We have essays on staying alive and being human and being an adult and those fun things. Whitney has contributed. Hey. She wrote a great. She wrote a great piece about her dad and jails. Um, <laughs> and and you can find that online at yearbookoffice.com or follow it on Twitter at yearbookoffice. Um, I also, as the aforementioned video game podcast, Girlfriend Mode, which if you like ladies or you like video games, you could or you like both. Come check that out at girlfriendmode.com. All right, and I've I've got another another piece halfway written for you. I'm uh, waiting. I'm so out, ready. About shoutout week. I had to get I my tw- want you- I had to get my Twitter archive. Yeah, I still I still want you to write a piece about running um, Shisetsu Bang Bang. Oh yeah, definitely. I could do that. Oh man, I've got <laughs> all the things I've learned running a gay porn z- a porn zine for five years. Yep. Oh, such such stories I could tell. <laughs> Might have to collaborate on that one with my my co-editor. So this has been I haven't seen that. Oh right, I I I'm going to remember this time. I we got a nice review on iTunes that I'm going to read, and it's by Computer Husband who said we are an excellent value. He said these, <laughs> these two friendly knuckleheads are the perfect way to pass the time when work is a little slow. I actually had to hop in the back for a bit at the rats at the subway story so I could laugh myself sick. Don't make yourself sick. That's that's dangerous. And I also have a special shout-out, because apparently I have a special fan who is a cat, whose name is Hans. He's a black cat owned by Marie Mosley, who apparently comes running when he hears my voice. So I want to say, hey, Hans! Hey, kitty! Hey, Hans! You're a cute kitty. You've got little black toe beans, and you're adorable. I bet a samurai would like you very much. Good kitty! All right. <laughs> Thanks, Hans. Stay, stay, uh... Can Hans write a review? If Hans can write a review on iTunes, I bet you all can, too. So, all right. Uh, this has been great. This has been... I haven't seen that. You can uh, come back next week and maybe Mark will be alive. Although I might not be alive. Because it's... Uh, this week is is week of, of New York Comic Con and all the shows that are going to... other. I'm going to be seeing so many tapings of other podcasts that I might be too worn out to do my podcast. So, we'll see you next week. Alice... This was so great. Thank you, you so much for having me. And uh, and I'll definitely have you back when Mark is here, because he's a fun guy, and I would like to have you talk. <laughs> I look All forward right. to it. Yeah. Oh, my God! Have you two lived? Dana, what? I don't think you've lived. I don't think you've lived until you have seen this show. Now, there's a thing I ask everyone to do, and it's sing the theme song, and most people say no. What do you um, think? I'm trying to remember if I can do it from memory. <laughs> you could always just make it up. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that thing you were talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That works. <laughs> <sighs>